Okay. I feel like our intro was unsatisfactory. Yeah. Should we do it again? Yeah. I yeah. think so too. You think so? I do. Okay. Hey, Michael. Hey, what's up, Matt? A lot. Yeah, I bet. There's yeah. a lot going on. <clears throat> yeah. Um, we're doing a, a crazy, insane thing today. Yes. My girlfriend, Natalie Boone, is with us. And we're going to talk about relationships and ending a relationship. Yeah, I think this is something that when you mentioned, you guys mentioned doing this, I was kind of pretty skeptical at first and wasn't sure exactly how we would do this. Yeah. Um, so um, I think it's going to be interesting to see how this, how we talk about this and yeah. how you guys, especially working through this on a mic, which is kind of makes it hard, I think. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if this is like masochistic. Yeah. No, either. <laughs> But there's there I, I have some maybe morbid interest in having this conversation this way. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a conversation that Natalie and I have had, as she said, eight different times in three different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's so many good things to talk about and things that I want Natalie specifically to share yeah. um, that I think people will value hearing. I valued hearing it. Um, Thanks for doing this with us, Michael. Yeah. No, I mean, it's definitely very uncomfortable for me, like I was telling them earlier, you know. Uh, so if you hear my nervous laughs, it's not laughing at anything. It's just uh, uh, when, I, when it's <laughs> uncomfortable. what you do when you're uncomfortable. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I think uh, we should just uh, jump into this and okay. kind of see where it goes. And uh, thank you guys for coming along the ride with us. And this is something that we're kind of experimenting with and having real hard and difficult and conversations that as we're working through things, we don't have these things figured out and we're all learning. So that's kind of part of it. Yeah. So welcome to shores of ignorance and we'll be right back. Okay. Whatever you grab just turns to dust. Like eye contact with a stranger. It's a dream that you get Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was much better. Do you approve? Uh, I approve. Okay. Do we have a safe word? A safe word. <laughs> yeah. Inchworm. Inchworm. Yeah. <laughs> I think it should be like. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that, I don't know if that'll work or not. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't want to knock anything over. Yes. <laughs> Very true. How are you feeling? I just feel kind of nervous. Yeah. Like, I, I want to get something to fidget with for my hands, I think. I'm going to go get it out of my We car. can find something. Do you have something? Yeah, I have putty. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> awesome. I'm a therapist. That's <laughs> of shit. You got to have that little squeezy ball. Yeah. <laughs> so, hi. Hi. Welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad that you wanted to do this. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I was so shocked when you agreed hmm. like so shocked that i reevaluated my own desire to have this yeah, conversation i remember when you asked me and you were very surprised when i said yes yeah. and 
then reevaluated. Yeah. Um, so what's the what's the status of your your relationship right now? Like where, like what's kind of where are you guys at like at this moment? <laughs> Do you want to answer that? I could answer that. Yeah, I think um, we're not going to be together after today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How long has this been going going on? You guys kind of coming to this realization? <laughs> Year and a half. No, <laughs> uh, a week like, and a half. A week and a half. Yeah. 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 We started having these conversations about, yeah, ten days ago, mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah. It was a Wednesday. Yeah. It's so strange because I feel like the way that people break up is generally so like, it's just like it's all maybe often due to like some catastrophic failure, mm. and it just ends. Mm-hmm. And that hasn't happened with us. And I think that's why it's so interesting to me. And I wanted to have this conversation because this has been unbelievable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's been an unbelievable 10 days. Mm-hmm. We didn't really introduce me. No, yeah, I was about to jump into that. How about you? How about you tell us a little bit <laughs> about yourself? You've, uh, you just uh, finished school. Yes. The masters. <clears throat> yeah. So I, um, moved here about, two and a half years ago to get my master's in clinical social work. And I finished that up this past May and passed my licensing board exams and have really just jumped into working. And I've kind of realized that now I'm working three jobs, one full-time and two part-time jobs. I'm doing clinical case management with a foster adoption agency in town. And then I also do research with AISD. I'm working on a neurosequential model of education project where we're teaching teachers and staff um, who work with pre-K to second grade, second graders, um, how to use this model to help with behaviors that children have after having traumatic experiences. And then my third job is that I'm at a private practice here in town as a child and family therapist. So I do that Friday afternoons and Saturdays. How'd you, uh, how'd you get into this um, or, or why? Yeah. 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 Uh, before <clears throat> I decided to go back to school, I was working at a domestic violence shelter in Gainesville, Florida, and I was leading healthy relationship groups for the children that were living in the shelter, as well as a number of other groups, um, at halfway houses in Gainesville, just on how to have a healthy relationship and having support groups around that. And then I, I kind of realized that I was really passionate about that and it was something that I wanted to do more seriously and have more um, therapy experience and knowledge and be able to do that. So I applied to a bunch of top 10 universities in the United States, and I got into a couple, but when I got into UT, I had visited Austin several times before, and I loved it, and I thought that that would be a good opportunity to move, so here I am. Well, even before that, I mean, how did you get into <clears throat> just the, the, the healthy relationships and, and that kind of stuff? That's, that seems pretty... Um, I've, I've just always been really interested in child development. Um, I'm not really sure why. I think it's fascinating just seeing how we all grow up and what factors influence that. Mm-hmm. Um, my minor was in child development. So, yeah. Yeah. 
Was yeah. there stuff in your childhood? Like, it seems like I, even talking with Mike the, on the mm-hmm. first, you know, podcast, like, you know, a lot of people enter into counseling, you mm-hmm. know, it's like, or sometimes maybe people are more aware earlier on about yeah. like certain stuff that yeah. would draw them to that. Um, yeah, I, I went through a pretty traumatic experience in high school and my mom made me go to therapy actually afterwards. And at first I really didn't like it, but then I really came to appreciate it and it helped mm-hmm. me a lot. Um, so yeah. Maybe how, how long were you re- resistant to it? Like as uh, when you a couple were going months. To... Really? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Was it just painful? You just really it was. I just and... didn't. I just didn't want to talk about what happened. Yeah. Um, and yeah, but she really she helped me with a lot of processing. Yeah. Did so. you recognize that at the time? No, I don't think so. No, but I really like that, and I think it's really important for children to have someone who is a secure base for them after mm-hmm. a traumatic experience and help them process through that. I actually, I practice play therapy with a number of the children that I work with. Um, and I think through that and helping children express things and put words to feelings that they don't yet have words for is really powerful for them. Yeah. Hmm. Especially develop, I mean, developmentally, um, you know, even in like high school, not really having the language mm-hmm. to really, you know, right. talk about like mm-hmm. if something does dramatic happen to you, it's mm-hmm. like, how do you work through that? How do I yeah. feel? I mean, that's like, yeah. that's yeah. really difficult. I think especially if you grow up in a household where it's not very focused on talking about negative emotions, that mm-hmm. can be really hard for people to do. Yeah. Yeah. Now that makes sense. I don't think we like, we never really had a lot of, uh, of the same sort of thing. Like, you mm-hmm. know, talk about really the hard stuff, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. You kind of, everything kind of stays a little bit more right. up here. So. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. But I think Matt has a different, you have kind of a different childhood. You guys really talked about stuff when you were yeah. growing up. Well, I was raised by two therapists. <laughs> that does make a difference. Huh? <laughs> talking, yeah. talking about things was required. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, you- I always, I, but strangely enough, I was resistant to therapy the first time I went. Oh yeah. Um, this is later for different on. reasons. Yeah, I went later. Started, I don't know, four or five years ago. Um, well, but I, I think I was so used to talking about things as a normal part of my life. I just felt like I don't need to. Mm-hmm. I don't need this. I don't need to talk with some stranger. Yeah. I, could, I, right. I can talk to anyone else. Um, and it took a while for me to understand the value of it, and but I definitely see it differently now than I did growing up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of people can be resistant to going to therapy because our societal norm is that if you're going to therapy, there must be something wrong and no one wants to admit that there's really anything wrong and that Mm -hmm. they need to go in and talk about, but it is, it's really healthy and powerful. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool as you're, that you're kind of jumping into it and mm-hmm. helping other people with yeah. that too. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I do. You're really, you're really good at it too. You're very passionate about it. Mm-hmm. Something I admire about you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so guys, um, <clears throat> yeah. Is there anything else that you like to, other people, uh, people know about you? No, I don't think so. Not right now. No. Hmm. So I'd like to really know kind of like how you guys met. I thought that would be kind of fun. I've heard, I've heard <laughs> Matt's version of it. I think I, I'd love to hear your version of yeah. like how that, how you guys kind of met. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> that, that was a, another <laughs> difficult day for me. Um, mm. We, so I, 
let me gather my thoughts. Um, <laughs> I can I can start. You could start. I was sitting at the bar at a restaurant in Austin. Yes, he was. <laughs> that I had gone to for a friend's 30th birthday, like a, a happy hour after class. And that day I had worked out in the middle of the day. I was in my workout clothes, not looking particularly cute, but I kept looking up at differ. this guy. <laughs> <laughs> and he kept looking up at me um, after I kept going up to get drinks. Um, and... I was about to leave and I had mentioned to my friends that there was this cute guy that kept looking at me and they were like, just go give him your number, go do it. <laughs> and that is not something I had ever done before. So I scribbled my name and my phone number on what was it? It was a punch card for somewhere. <laughs> it was like a, yeah, like a, a juice punch card. Right. And it yeah. was full. <laughs> yeah. Like it was ready to be redeemed. Uh, right. That's awesome. Um, and so I just gathered up all my courage and walked up behind him while he was sitting at the bar and tapped him on the shoulder. And all I said to him was, I have to go, but here is my phone number. And I just <laughs> turned around to walk away. And he grabbed me and was like, well, wh what's your name? And I was like, it's, it's Natalie. It's on the card. It's on the card. <laughs> I put it on the card. Yeah. Um, oh, man. Yeah. My heart was racing. Yeah. I turned back around and both the, the bartenders, this is a restaurant that I was going to often by myself at that time in life. And I turned around and both the bartenders that I kind of knew were just staring at me like wide eyed grinning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah. I, I sat there, sat there and looked at that card for like half an hour <laughs> and then I left and I was like, what do I do? Mm -hmm. Do I, do I wait a day? Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to text her right now. <laughs> but I texted her right then and I said, Hey, I'm, I'm not doing anything. Do you want to go get a drink now? Yeah. And uh, she said, no. Yeah. And I said, no, I'm busy. <laughs> <laughs> I left for a reason. I left for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> and then number call me, but not really. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. then I texted you several other times after <laughs> that and tried to get you to go, to go out with me. And you said, no, like, at least twice more. At least twice more. Yeah. Yeah. I even invited well, you backstage to the ACL Moody Theater. I know. <laughs> it wasn't a band I was interested in. I, I, I felt like the past would be wasted on me. Yeah. And so was someone... it weird always calling you like, or texting you and stuff? No, I no? appreciated it. Mm -hmm. um, actually, that day that I met Matt, my grandmother passed away. Mm. Oh, well. Um, and so I had gone out of town for her funeral that following weekend so that's why i wasn't free mm -hmm. um but yeah i didn't know about that till much later yeah i didn't share that with matt for a while that was so interesting when you finally shared that with me it totally changed my memory of that experience yeah just knowing that you were in that space at that time right like i i had my mom had called me while i was at that restaurant and I kind of had held it together and went over to my roommate, who's one of my really dearest friends. And she kind of knew because we were all expecting this. And mm. so that's when it was time to leave and for me to go meet Matt. Mm -hmm. yeah. You seem like you have a pretty good friend support group. I do. I do. I'm very grateful for all of the people that I've met here in Austin. And Matt has also brought an incredible group of people into my life that I feel very grateful for. Thank you. 
<laughs> yes, including you. <laughs> I was just assuming. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you're one of those people. Thank you. Yeah. Michael's been giving me little Medici coins so I can go and get free coffee, which yeah. is I'm very excited to do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was interesting that day. Someone very important left me, and someone that I didn't know would be very important came in. Mm-hmm. It was interesting. Yeah. I mean, Matt, you were kind of an inter- I mean, interesting place too. That you hadn't you hadn't dated yeah. in fifteen years. Yeah, was it? Oh, <laughs> uh, maybe less than that. Oh. Yeah, but I had come out of a a long relationship, and then had been alone for about a year, mm-hmm. and wasn't dating. Yes, I went on a couple of dates, but yeah, you did nothing serious, nothing that I was ever interested in at all. Right, at least not like. I was, and you. Mm-hmm. Well, how was that? It good, like dating again? Was that an awkward thing in general for you, or how did I think you know it how was, to do it? <laughs> no, I think it was um, before I met Natalie. I I was, you know, I kind of messed around with Tinder and Bumble and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff, and it always felt very forced. Yeah. And then I met Natalie, and it it wasn't difficult or awkward or anything. It felt to me like. Mm-hmm. the most natural thing. I don't know. It just flowed. Mm-hmm. We don't hear that very often anymore. Like where people meet at a place in, in real day. life, in real life. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I, I mostly, I mostly hear of Tinder and Bumble and all that kind of stuff is how mm-hmm. you interact and stuff. And that's, uh, yeah. um, I think that's also a very interesting way that you guys kind of Mm-hmm. met in that awkward space of, Hey, here's my number. Right. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's, I know we yeah. don't know each other. We've mm-hmm. just been glancing very briefly at each other, but I'm so glad you did that. Had you yeah. ever done that before given someone your no, number? No, I had never done that. No, not like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no. <laughs> so what was y'all's first date? Where'd y'all, where'd y'all go? Well, if when, when I finally got you to agree to meet me, <laughs> Uh, we went to Whistler's and, oh, yeah. and had a drink. We sat for about an hour. Sat inside. No, we were there for about two hours. Two hours? Yeah. It was a while. It was relatively short compared to our later dates. Right. Yeah. Um, I and had like a wonderful conversation. Mm-hmm. I remember walking into the bar and at this point it had been over a week since I had seen Matt and there was this somewhat similar looking guy at the bar and he had stood up. And he was short. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, no. Because <laughs> you hadn't seen me standing up until that right, point. Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. But then Matt stood up and was at a table behind that guy. And oh. I was instantly very relieved. <laughs> yeah. 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 For so anyone we... that doesn't know, Matt is very tall and handsome. <laughs> oh, you. gosh. He's blushing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am a little bit. Yeah, so we we sat there for a while and then left mm-hmm. yeah I had to go I had a paper to write mm-hmm. and unbeknownst to us we had parked right next to each other and we hugged and we were leaving and I was just like oh you didn't kiss me <laughs> I was really hoping you would uh-huh. and I was about to get in my car and I just turned around and I shouted at him and ran up to him <laughs> and gave him a very fast kiss and yeah Ran right back away into my car. <laughs> so you, you you knew that there was something special with him yeah. from the from the beginning, or yeah, I always tell him I knew it the moment I saw him. Hmm. What was it about him that 
drew you to I don't know. We, I mean, I, I do know, but we just had such a good conversation and he was very polite and we actually talked about real things and yeah. Real things. Like, like what does that mean? I don't know. We were just, we're kind of getting to know each other a little bit, but also, I, I don't know. We just had a very nice conversation. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. 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 Real. Mm-hmm. I, I'm struggling with that real things too, like mm-hmm. how to describe that. But I, that was really powerful for me. Mm-hmm. So your desire to like, I don't actually examine things with me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like even at the very beginning, mm-hmm. I remember one of the questions you asked me that first date was tell me three things that you like about yourself. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. And that was, that was a hard question. Yeah. <laughs> very revealing. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's hard to pick out things that you like about yourself. Mm-hmm. What are three things you like about yourself? Oh, I don't know if I want to go there <laughs> right now. Go there? No. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So is that kind of how y'all's? Uh, did you like immediately go out the next time or next day, or did it kind of take like, another week or two? I think it, first date was a Tuesday, and I think we went out for dinner that Saturday. Yeah. Maybe. I th- I it was would, pretty quick. That sounds reasonable. <laughs> yeah, sounds like a reasonable amount of time between the first two dates. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, 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 and then we we went on three dates, and then you went <laughs> out of town. Yeah. Um, and before you had gone out of town, I hadn't told you that I had kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the first date happened and went so well, and I think going into it, I thought that I wouldn't tell you that. On the first date. For as long as possible. (laughs) Well, no. I wouldn't tell you on the first date. And then... Because I wanted you... I wanted you to have at least a short opportunity to know me and who I was. And Mm -hmm. and not... Judge any desire to to be with me or to date me based upon this sort of... What I felt like was an external... Just sort of data point about me in my life. Um, and now looking back, I, I struggle with that about whether that was the right thing. Yeah. But then three dates passed and it was, it just was, it went so well. I, I felt like I never found an opportunity to be like, Oh, by the way, here's this massive thing about me that you need to know. Yeah. Um, and, and you left to go out of town and I, I felt like I ha- I can't not tell you this anymore. Right. Like it, well, we had seen each other for about three weeks, and I mean, we had talked almost every day. Yeah. Yeah. And it was something I just didn't know about you. Right. Yeah. So Matt sent me a text message to tell me that. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I know. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I still remember your response. Yeah. It took me a while to respond. Yeah. Well, and I, I was packing up and getting ready to leave to go out of town for a week. And um, <clears throat> I don't remember what we were talking about, but Matt had said, sorry, we didn't end up getting to meet up last night. I was actually with my kids and we went for a walk and I read to them and we had a really nice night. And yeah. And your response was <laughs> not something I expected to hear via text. Mm hmm but I'd really like to talk about it. Mm-hmm. 
which I was so, that was such a good response. I, (laughs) I, when I sent the text to you. Curated by me and my Lyft driver on the way to the airport. (laughs) (laughs) I sent the text to you and I I hit send and I think I just tossed my phone on the counter and just thought, well, never going to hear from her again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I got the text message and I was just like freaking out. And yeah, you were in a, you were in an Uber. I was in a, yeah, a ride share on the way to the airport and I'm sitting in the front seat next to my driver and I looked at him and I was just like, can I talk to you about something? Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> and he was just like, yeah, I guess so. And I was like, so I've been seeing this guy and it's been going really well. We've been on three dates, been, but he just texted me that he has kids. And then I was like, kids, like <laughs> plural, a plural, Within. a plural kid. Like how many are there? Are yeah. there 10 or like, where are they from? Like do, how many people are they from? Yeah. I had no information. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So I was, and then you were out of town for like at least a week. Yeah. And you still, we still talked every day. Yeah. You still shared your life with me even mm-hmm. when you were gone. Mm-hmm. So what does that do? Like, I mean, you're kind of getting to know somebody and then all of a sudden you kind of realize yeah. this whole other part of them. Right. That's kind of a you know big deal. Yeah, it was a big deal. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah, I don't know. I remember sitting on Matt's couch um, one morning and we were like, we have to talk about this and what's going on. And we both decided that we should try it. Yeah. And see how it would go. And so that's what we've been doing. Yeah, I felt like from the outset there was that, and then we have like a fairly significant age difference. We do. And I, I remember you came back, <laughs> and it was during South by Southwest, and we had we had gone out and just had like this fantastic night together. Mm. But we still hadn't talked about the kids. Oh yeah, St. Patrick's Day. St. Patrick's Day, <laughs> and we were standing somewhere <clears throat> talking, and she what did you say? You were like, I, I think I need to know how many there are. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I, and it was sort of like that. And then I also was like, yeah, I think I need to know how old you are. Oh yeah. <laughs> we hadn't talked about <laughs> that. Hadn't talked about that. It was like, here's two, th- okay, we got to deal with we these two to, questions. Yeah. Clear things yeah. up a little bit. I, and I said, how many is, how many would be too many? And you said eight. <laughs> that's like, good. Shoot high. Yeah, <laughs> like shoot high. Okay. Hopefully, Maybe. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't But then it, it just kept going so well despite mm-hmm. that. Yeah, it did. It's like Clearly. it didn't it didn't slow us down. No. Not <clears throat> What is not the age much difference later. between you guys? Um eleven years. Eleven years. 11 years. Okay. Yeah. 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 Was that a shocker whenever you guys kind of a little bit. Yeah. I remember Matt saying to me, he's like, yeah, I was really hoping you're about like 27 or 28. <laughs> At the time I was 24. I found out because I looked you up online and found like a Twitter account oh, of yeah. yours that was like Natalie Ben 93. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We were both hiding things yeah. in certain ways. Yeah. Yeah. But I want to date this cool older guy. <laughs> so how'd you guys, uh, I mean, going from there, did you continue talking about it? Or that kind of was like, we kind of have that on the table and you just kind of moved on from that area? Or no, I think we continue to talk about it. We always continue to talk I mean, about it. I really think the first six months of our relationship, I didn't engage with his kids at mm-hmm. all. I hadn't met them. Yeah. Um, we 
he would talk to me about them, but I didn't ask any questions and he didn't talk about it. Yeah, it was definitely a restrained conversation for right. a while. Yeah. I think I was afraid to talk too much about it because I didn't want to scare you. Right. Yeah. I didn't want to scare you away, I mean. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then it became, we were getting so close so quickly. Mm-hmm it became something that we had to start engaging with more head on because it was right. preventing us from yeah. being together when we wanted to be. Right. And I, and think I was also hesitant to bring her into my kids' lives mm-hmm. until I knew that there was something substantial and lasting. Right. Yeah, and I think um, this relationship had kind of caused us to talk about a lot of things a lot sooner than you would normally mm. oh, in yeah. a relationship, just like having kids and moving in together or talking about traveling or living in another state, um, because those are all big things that were contingent on Matt and his kids. Yeah, I remember feeling that so much and us saying that so much at the beginning, yeah. like pointing out like, man, it's unfair that we have to have this conversation now mm-hmm. about yeah, really future, unfair. about marriage and having yeah. other kids. And it was like, it almost felt like too much to put on the relationship at that point. That right. Was, but we needed was, to talk about yeah, it. Yeah. But it had to be talked about. Right. Yeah. Yeah. This. Hmm. <clears throat> yeah. And there have been periods where it was a lot easier and periods that were really hard for me mm. in this relationship just with the kids. Yeah. Yeah. Who are beautiful people who I care very much about, but I think it's always been that they're not my kids. Yeah. You know, how did, how did they all introduce, uh, introduce you to them or. I don't know. I came over for dinner. You met the girls one day because I oh, saw right. you in the grocery store. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, my gosh. I had been at Barton Springs all day and I was just in like a bathing suit and a cover up and <laughs> came around a corner and there were Matt and his kids. And I was like, oh, gosh, well, <laughs> this I saw, isn't. You hadn't met the kids yet. I'm and not I, presentable. I saw your car in the parking lot when we went into the grocery store and I was like, oh, no, like I can't just shocker. I was like, do I text her and tell her I'm here? And then I decided I would just try to avoid you in the grocery store. Right. <clears throat> and it didn't work out. No, it didn't work out. <laughs> yeah. So did you say, Hey kids, this is my girlfriend? Or... I don't no, think you just I did. said this is Natalie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't think I had really told them at that point that I was dating someone. Really? Maybe I had, I don't remember. <laughs> I... <laughs> News to me. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I had. I don't know. Um, I was really struggling with navigating that, how to do that mm-hmm. with, with the kids and how to do that with you. Yeah. How do you even bring that up with your kids? I mean, or even what their response was as you, you know, started dating, started dating and I don't know. I don't think I was very open with them about it. Mm-hmm. I don't really remember any any specific conversations. Yeah. Yeah. That seems really confusing. Like, I don't, I don't know what, you know, there's so many, um, things up in the air as far as, you know, what are they thinking also just with their mother too, you know, it's like, you know, it's been a year, a year and a half and Mm -hmm. how do they, how do they cope with that kind of thing? I think that, that that's a kind of a no man's land. I don't even know what, 
you know, right. what that even looks like, you know? Yeah. Well, and their mom had dated several people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think that they got familiar with that process. Yeah. Um, okay. <sighs> but they just hadn't seen you I, in that I, place. I, they hadn't seen me in that place, but I mean, really like they were really supportive. Oh, wow. I, um, I don't remember any particular times when that was hard for them. Yeah. I mean, when I told when I told them about you and that we were dating, there was a there was a longish period of time between when I told them and then when you met them, and they were really really excited to meet you. And right. Yeah, they were stoked. Yeah. Yeah, and then I think you came over for dinner and met all three of them. Mm-hmm. And that was good. Yeah. It was good. I think it was hard. Mm-hmm. What was it like for you, knowing that you were about to come to dinner? And oh, meet it was nerve-wracking. Yeah. I mean, it's like you want them to like you, but not too much. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> um, yeah, but they're just great kids. Yeah. Yeah. Is it kind of like you don't know really where the relationship's going, so it's... Right. You don't yeah. want to, like, I think something too... like that. And I remember... Um, reading articles just about like how to do that you know um and there was I was I was seeing a therapist at the time and I think her advice to me was just to be like you're never going to have full authority over them or anything Mm -hmm. like that but to just be kind of like a cool aunt um, was how she told me that I should view myself towards them Mm -hmm. um kind of like a fun person that comes and brings them cookies and does exciting things with them. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Was that helpful? A little bit. Um, Matt and I have talked about this too, but I, I remember early on, I think it was before I met them. I was just like reading articles on how to date someone with children because Mm -hmm. that was something I had never done before. None of my friends have ever done that. So there wasn't really anyone that I could talk to and get advice from. Um, and I remember one of the articles saying that it was important not to get jealous of the children and not get jealous about the amount of time that they took up in your partner's life. And I remember reading that and thinking to myself like, that's silly. Like I would never feel that way. Of course I wouldn't be jealous of his kids. And that is, kind of the inevitability of things and why it turned out to be true breaking up. Yeah. It turned Mm -hmm. out to be true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) yeah, that's man. I I don't even know how to, how to, I mean, that's, that's just really, because some of the things that are kind of come from that too is, um, Yeah, like how do you even, how do you even, um, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's really hard to, to think about how you well, I think that that interact like with them and caused <clears throat> such a struggle for both of us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it affected you a lot more. It took me a long time to see how that affected you. Right. Because it got to where, <clears throat> You know, we were spending, I have my kids 50% of the time mm-hmm. of, of my life, you know, 50% of the nights of the week. And, and it got to where we were spending pretty much every moment of the other 50% of the time together. Right. And then I would sort of go back to this other side of my life, 
my mm-hmm. life with the kids that right. you weren't involved in. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that, that was, was that was hard for both of us. It was really hard for both of us. Yeah. Because I would, because I would miss you and want you to be with me, but I think it was hard for you to engage in that side of my life, partly. Partly because just being around three young children can be difficult <laughs> right? Yeah. for anyone at any given time. But I think partly, too, because of what that represented mm-hmm. in our relationship. Yeah. This maybe goes back to the idea of, like, it's unfair to have to think about it. But it, I just imagine every time you're around me and my kids, it's hard to be just sort of present in that moment. Right. Because there's this constant question of could I do this? Could I live here? Right. Is this a, and you have to think all the way through the future, right? Yeah. Into not just into the next year or the next step of the relationship, but you're constantly having to evaluate all of it up until we're, you know, old. Right. Yeah. What did you envision before? I mean, before you met Matt, like, I mean, like what your future was kind of looking like or like unfolding too. I mean, you were in school, you you kind of had all these, things kind of moving in a certain direction yeah I mean I think as I don't know I shouldn't say most girls but um how I grew up I was just always like well I'll marry a nice man and we'll have 2.5 kids together Mm -hmm. and live in a house and we'll enjoy cooking dinner together every night and taking trips and all of those things um and I think one thing that was hard for me um with Matt was my desire to move. Mm-hmm. I I love Austin and I want to be here for a couple more years, but I also kind of feel like I want to see other places. Mm-hmm. And just the reality of Matt not being able to do that because he needs to be here with his kids was hard. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I think there was an interesting effect in our relationship that we talked about, which was you having in order to engage in your relationship with me you had to mourn the loss of that future that you just described and of all of those things Mm -hmm. and grieve that if you were going to continue forward with me Mm -hmm. that was always really hard for me to hear yeah well I think we went through one period in our relationship where I was kind of frustrated with you because I was like, don't you see all of these things I'm giving up to be with you? Like, do you realize that? And do you see how big that is for me? And I feel like for a while you didn't see it. Yeah. I, you know, I think I saw it in different capacities at different times, but it, it took me a long time to fully like have full empathy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know why that was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think about that. That'd be really hard. I mean, on on your end, like you've kind of already, you know, been married and have kids and right. kind of gone through this sort of, you know, through college and then, um, you know, being able to, you mm-hmm. know, uh, um, already see your kids grow up to be twelve and and, right. and then for you to come into that like not having I haven't done that any experience, of that. Right. you know, just having graduated for. Or, about to graduate from mm-hmm. masters and uh, counseling and mm-hmm. 
that seems like, I mean, that, I could see that as being really like, well, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of supposed to jump another 10 years. Ahead yeah, of my it's life. two different right. places of life colliding. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, but whenever it's just the two of us, it's so great. I know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I think it's really hard, too, because, I mean, it can also sound like the kids are a problem, you know? I mean, right. so I, I know you guys aren't right. talking that way, but I'd like to kind of also clear that up, too. It's like, yeah, it's like, well, I think you do really, you know, love, uh, from what I've understand, you really yeah, do love this kid. It's just, it's more about you guys' relationship than it is about all the other, well, I mean, I don't even know how to piece that all together because I feel like it's so it's it's very nuanced and complex right. you know it's like in how you talk about it if there's anything yeah you know. well it's like we were talking last week and i i think i said i feel like <clears throat> all of this it's like it's too big for me to <clears throat> kind of put my mind around at any one given point mm -hmm. and you know at one moment i see it one way and another moment i see it a different way yeah yeah for a long time, Matt and I lived in a fantasy what if world. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. That was my favorite home. <laughs> and yeah. um, I really enjoyed living in the what if world. And there was one point over the summer, I think I was particularly upset about something. Um, the summer is both easy and hard because Matt gets two weeks off and then two yeah. weeks on. Yeah, the, the custody schedule changes. Right. And um, <coughs> so for two weeks, we get to live in our what if world and it was really mm. great and it's always really hard going back to then not being able to spend every night with you for yeah. two weeks yeah and matt kind of <coughs> looked at me and he's like we've got to stop living in this what if world mm. it's not a reality it's not our reality mm. and it's never going to be our reality and we can't have that and that was really really hard for me to let go yeah yeah, yeah i think we spent a long time reconciling what just reconciling the reality with what it was that we felt. I mean, I think there's a certain aspect of like, I've, I fell in love with you. Mm -hmm. And in that, in that falling in love, there's so much, you know, it changes your mind. It changes the <laughs> way that you think and feel about everything, the way that you see the world and mm -hmm. reconciling that with reality is not easy. Right. Yeah, so it's really been the past six months of not living in that world has been really tough. Yeah. Do you think you've changed any? Uh, obviously, you always change, but like, do uh, how have you changed over the last year um, with kind of encountering this this relationship? And is there anything that you feel like has been different for you? I don't know. I don't know if there's been anything particularly different about me mm -hmm. I don't know you noticed anything different about me yeah <laughs> I have I, I, I don't know what to say about it at this point it, it's so, more something I just feel from you mm -hmm. but I don't know that that's a different it's not necessarily a difference in you I think it's that this reconciliation process of reality with the, our what if fantasy took a long time and when when the conversations started becoming more serious and more difficult and more upsetting I remember one night just asking you like what you want and what you need and you said that you needed resolve right and I think that resolve finally came 
Mm-hmm. And it... It's like... It's like there was a lot bottled up. Mm-hmm. Because in some way, in order to make the relationship work, we had to, at times, ignore... Right. The things that were difficult. Yeah. And... And that was what was causing this conflict that needed to be resolved. And when it was resolved in the form of answering the question of, is this what I want to do right Mm -hmm. now in my life? That released so much in you. Yeah. Um, And I felt like I got to know you (laughs) again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was keeping a lot in because I wanted to be here and do this and yeah. be okay with it and be present for you and for your kids and keep enjoying life with you. But because of that, it would I was just holding a lot in. I was feeling very anxious for the past month and a half, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was really hard. Cause it was just all these things that I didn't want to admit, um, that I had to kind of bring out. Did anything change for you over the year? I mean, like as far as whenever, as you're, you're encountering kind of new, new situations that you haven't navigated before. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that really, do you, you see things differently now or? Yeah, I do. Um, I think that... I think you showed me a lot about me. Mm-hmm. I think that I learned to... ask for what I needed. Mm-hmm. I also, you know, the, the, what if, I don't think this is going to answer your question, but (laughs) it's an open, (laughs) the what if that had to die, I think was largely talked about in context of your, what if, Mm -hmm. and at some point I had to realize that I was carrying my own, what if fantasy and, and really being torn apart by it. Yeah, um, I'd agree with that. I think, I mean, I, I feel like it was just so hard for you because there's me and I want to spend all of my time with you and I get mm-hmm. upset and jealous when you had to go spend time with your kids and I would come for dinner about once a week mm-hmm. um, or I'd come over at night after they went to sleep. But I was always just really jealous <laughs> Mm-hmm. about that time because I just wanted to have you all to myself. Well, and it's weird because I felt something that's like not, that doesn't equate with that. I think a lot of those times when we weren't together because I had my kids, it was easy for me to feel insecure about our relationship. Like you right. didn't care about me mm-hmm. because right. you weren't there. Yeah. Which isn't, wasn't true. It was like, it mm-hmm. was like the complete opposite. Right. You cared so much about me 
that it was tearing you apart mm-hmm. and upsetting. It was upsetting. It was upsetting, yeah. For both of us in different ways. Yeah. And then I think this past month I started feeling really guilty about that, about how I was feeling towards the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, because that it just wasn't fair. I felt like it wasn't fair to either of us that I was asking you to spend all this time with me and that you should get a babysitter so we can go do this or trade a weekend, but I don't want you to trade a weekend. I just want you to give this weekend up so we can go do this, that, and the other thing. Yeah. Um, and all of this comes after I left, I was out of town for almost two weeks and came back and we had one day together and then Matt went out of town for a week. And then following that you had your kids like three weekends in a row. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. All of this came out during a, just a really difficult time in the schedule. Right. Which is another thing. <laughs> the that's schedule. Like the schedule. <laughs> that schedule yeah. started becoming so oppressive. Yeah. I was feeling really oppressed by the schedule. Yeah. It's tough. I felt like, I mean, your life revolves around the schedule, but in and of that, my life revolves around the schedule because I like to plan to do things with you. Yeah. And then it's like, well, like I have this off weekend. Like, which, which friends am I going to hang out with? Well, am I going to fill my time? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, that was just really hard. And then I recently went on a, a weekend camping trip and I really wanted Matt to go because that was something that we had talked about wanting to do together. And I was going because I had some friends coming through town and, um, and he had the kids that weekend and, he was like, well, if I trade a weekend, we're not going to have a single weekend together in November. Hmm. Or mm-hmm. if I trade and have them this weekend, we haven't had any weekends together in October yet. And that'll get rid of this weekend. Yeah. And I was mad. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, no, I don't want either of those things. <laughs> mm-hmm. I want you to come camping and I don't want to lose any other weekends with you. Like make it work. <laughs> <laughs> and I hated that about myself. Mm-hmm. I really did. Um, I started kind of feeling like this little grumpy stepmom person. Yeah. And I don't want to be that person. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not the person that I am. It was really hard for me to see. I I, I love who you are so much and I admire you. And I, in that, I want you to be healthy and thrive. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and it, it, you weren't, Yeah. at least in those times, you know, when it wasn't just us, Right. you know, I think we both were really healthy and were thriving when we were together, right. just the two of us. Yeah. We're very healthy. And then, <laughs> and that's, that's the, that's the shitty thing is that we have a really fantastic relationship mm-hmm. if you only count part of it. <laughs> Right. Yeah. 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 And even just like seeing myself coming over and cooking dinner with you and you're just preoccupied the whole time making eight boxes of macaroni and (laughs) getting everyone waters and all of that. I'd be like, I want you to get me things. Like, (laughs) I want to get things for you and you're not sitting down and just talking to me. It's totally different than like one of the, one of my favorite things to do with you is to cook dinner together. Yeah. And it's a whole different experience. You and I cooking dinner together is 
having good a good record on and yeah drinking wine and sitting and talking yeah 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 cooking amazing food tasting sauces Uh (laughs) and then you come over when the kids are here and it's like i'm just like it's the opposite in every way possible (laughs) it's like this isn't (laughs) there's not a nice record on there's like three sources of sound coming Uh from different places and fighting and screaming and yeah i'm stressed out and trying to take care of everybody i always laugh i know matt's stressed he's when his little hairs come out of his bun in the front, uh-huh. I come over and he's got all these little hairs out. And I'm like, oh, it's been one of those days. Uh-huh. But it's also different for like, you know, you coming into that situation where he's already been dealing with, you know, right. or working he's, with his, or being with his kids. He's been and doing this for 12 mm-hmm. years. Exactly. This is what is normal. Uh-huh. Yeah. Normal That's, chaos. It's <laughs> not my normal. And mm-hmm. I think there, oh. Go ahead. Um, I mean, being a therapist. I, I work with kids who have really heavy issues all day. Mm -hmm. Um, especially in foster and adoption work. Um, and for me, it's really important to me to take care of myself after work. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the things that I was always really worried about is like, how am I going to do that Mm. in this environment? How am I going to like be able to come home at the end of the day and put on some relaxing music and take a shower and just like unwind and really decompress. And I think that was something I was always really afraid of. I always like, so we talked about that a lot. We have to get the dream house. And I was like, (laughs) well, I always wanted to, you know, I was like, well, I'll, I'll take care of you. I'll protect you from the chaos and you can have those times that you need. And, but the truth is like, like, I don't get that when I, my kids are here, you don't get that. No, they they are don't. the priority right? and they have like a thousand needs over the course of 10 minutes. Yeah. And I have to provide those mm-hmm. and like, I don't, I don't get to relax when the kids are here. Right. And the, I think the truth is, you know, and that's one of my, what ifs that I had to give up is that the truth is you would be in that chaos and you would experience, you know, experience it. And yeah. I, I wouldn't be able to take it from you. Like I wish that I could. But if we had the dream house and I had my office <laughs> and a quiet space for me, the, dr- <laughs> the dream house to be clear is like 4,000 square feet, <laughs> right? two wings. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. White noise out front, outside yeah. your door. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which, well, yeah. Yeah. And we're, I'm in the opposite of that right now. We've got like a thousand square feet or 1100 yeah. <laughs> and it's like, there's nowhere to go. Uh-uh. There's nowhere to go. You, you touched on this a little bit. Like, uh, what, what was some of the, what if, uh, reality that you were kind of living in through this? <sighs> that you would, I don't know, make it work that you would find yourself in a place where you wanted to be with me in this other half of my life. Mm-hmm. You know, that camping trip was, I think really when we first started having this conversation about yeah. changing direction in our relationship. And, mm-hmm. you know, for me, you know, we had talked about going camping. We went last year out to Big Bend and it was, I don't know, one of the best trips of my life. Yeah. 
and uh, we'd wanted to do it again. And it, it just sort of came up that she had these friends coming through town. And so the weekend was predetermined and it just happened to be on a weekend that I had kids. And, and so I didn't go. And I think part of my what if is like, well, what if, what if it was okay that I went on that weekend and brought the kids with me? Mm-hmm. But that wasn't okay. Right. Yeah. Not and, because, yeah, go on. And it just surprises me, like all of these instances when Matt had the kids and I was going to go do something, it was never really a thought in my mind, like, oh, just bring them. Mm-hmm. And realizing that was really hard for me because mm-hmm. I think if there was that kind of like fundamental difference in my thought process, that things would be different, but that just, it wasn't there. Yeah. And that's no good. That's kind of, I mean, I think it's, I mean, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it seems Mm -hmm. like you, it's like, uh, it's hard. I I don't know exactly how to ask this question. So if it comes out wrong, you know, (laughs) all right, cool. Um, but also you seeing like, I mean, I could see another side of that where you try to make that happen Mm -hmm. and try to be open to that Mm -hmm. where it it actually leads into a worse space. Right. You know, I, I, again, I don't know. Right. No, I get that. I think I have been trying. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something whenever Matt and I have hard conversations, even in the past, I would just be like, well, I'm trying. Yeah. I'm trying. Yeah. Like, can you see that? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I feel like I have been, but it, you can only try so much. Yeah. Which yeah. has been a hard place to come to is that I... I'm tired. Yeah. <laughs> I'm tired of feeling this way. I'm, I'm really impressed that you guys have been able to talk through this because I mean, it's, it's hard. I mean, on your side, I would, I would imagine just like, I don't almost even feeling bad. I do. You know, and, and, I, and I don't think that's, I don't I'm think that's really a, bad. I don't think that's, that's right too to feel because it's like, right. You're not there. I think, you're, you know, that's yeah. not something that's in your, your wheelhouse that you were, you know, and I think that's, yeah. okay, that's okay. You know, if it that is. makes sense. I think Matt and I had that conversation where I was feeling especially bad one night, um, while we've been having all these conversations and I was just like, I feel like this is all my fault and it's not, mm-hmm. it's neither of our faults. Um, yeah. You said to me that you you were mad at yourself that you couldn't get it together and make this work. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like that's, and so not it. Right. Like it's not about making this work or get, or it's no, it's, there's no point. insufficiency in you in right. this. It's that I, I just imagine that in order for this to have worked, mm-hmm. it wouldn't work through any sort of particular effort of yours, but somehow you would just have to find yourself wanting this. Right. And I've been looking for that. Yeah. And that didn't find you. Right. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that there's anything <clears throat> you could do Yeah, to make that happen, to force that. Right. And I think I've been looking for it and trying to find it and yeah. getting close to it sometimes and yeah. then farther away at other points. And yeah, yeah, it's been a journey for sure. 
I don't know if we want to jump into this, but there is, there's one question I do want to ask you guys, and we can mm-hmm. either table this for a little bit later on or keep it here. But, sure. Because I think that's something, like, even, like, like from your point of view, Natalie, like, what advice would you give to somebody mm-hmm. else in the situation, whether it be, you know, a guy or a girl, mm-hmm. you know, that's kind of coming into, uh, oh, you have a family. Okay. What, how would you, what would you, advice would you give somebody yeah. in that situation? Um. I, I mean, I definitely try it. <laughs> it's been great. Um, but just be present and be there and don't try and think too far into the future about things and also not to force it. Mm-hmm. And if it's not working, that's okay. And that's not a fault of anyone's. Um, yeah, I think not forcing it. It's something that has to come to you that you have to be okay with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not that you can be like overly, uh, would you have taken it slower with Matt if you would have known earlier or, or maybe mean, even not at all? That's a hard <laughs> one. I know, I know. That is a hard question. I'm I mean, think I, think, I feel like, like as advice for yeah. somebody like, you know. Well, this well, is what I struggle with is like, I feel like if I had told you on the first date that I had three kids, well, you said this to me, you said yeah. I would have had a polite conversation and left and deleted your number. <laughs> I didn't say I delete your number. That's a little far. <laughs> Matt and I were laying in bed the other day and um, snuggling. And he, we always have a hard time with our arms because we're really long people. And he was just like, wouldn't this be better if I didn't have an arm? <laughs> and we kind of like went over this whole conversation about if I had shown up to the date and Matt didn't have an arm or something. And I was like, well, you didn't tell me you had kids and I had equated it to that. And that really hurt Matt. And that, and that was hard. It is kind of a, yeah, it hurt me. It was hard to hear. And this is part of why I think it took me a long time to have empathy for you because this is, because that me, me having kids is so normalized for me. Right. You know, and I'm 25. None of my friends have kids. Right. Mm-hmm. And, but it is sort of a similar thing to like showing up without an arm. It's like you, you gotta like, well, can I work do that? Yeah. yeah. Like, how do work. I work around this? And right. I, I think, hmm, I, I don't know. I mean, armless, we could just get you an arm. You yeah. Just get you one. Yeah. <laughs> Go to the arm store. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's hard to think it's about because think sometimes about that, I think yeah. I should have told you earlier and brought you into that more quickly, but then we would have missed out on this wonderful relationship that we had. I know. And, and I'm so been... glad that I have that. Yeah. My favorite relationship, my favorite person. Hmm. So what kind of advice would you give, uh, <laughs> people with with kids you know um that are uh dating again or uh, maybe even dating someone that doesn't have kids Mm -hmm. what would you what would you say yeah that's hard i don't know i think don't be afraid of I think I was afraid at the beginning that if I told you about this, that you wouldn't try it. And I think that was a mistake. You didn't know me. 
I know. <laughs> I, yeah, I think to not be afraid of of like saying this is me and this is my life and and to not and and for it to be okay for someone to say this is not what I want. Mm-hmm. And and for it to be okay, it's okay if they say you know I don't know but I'm willing to try. Mm-hmm. And that's a really that's what you've done with me and it's been a really wonderfully beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm yeah. I'm really thankful. Which is a strange thing to feel <laughs> during a breakup. Right. Yeah. I've just felt so thankful mm-hmm. for this, for you, for going through it with you. Mm-hmm. Especially the last 10 days, like since that resolve finally came and it was first spoken out loud for the first time. Mm-hmm. We've just had these wonderfully fantastic conversations yeah and and really you know I, I think I told you that one day in the car I'm I'm just so glad that we have decided the things that we've decided to do together that we've right. decided to end our relationship together this right. hasn't been a yeah. hey I've decided for me this is what I need and, uh, and so we're done it's like, yeah. It's like, which I think is why I originally had the idea to, or the desire to try to have this podcast, because mm-hmm. it's like we had things to talk about, and right. those things came out of love for mm-hmm. one another. They came, yeah. They they came out of like a deep place of love and compassion and understanding and mm-hmm. a des- or a desire for understanding. I think right, and I think we've had done a lot of rehashing too and going back and talking about some things that weren't said that should have been said sooner Mm -hmm. or earlier. Mm -hmm. Um, which I also think has been really good that we've been able to kind of clarify some things for each other. Yeah. Um, in this extended breakup that we've been doing, Mm -hmm. which everyone has said has been a little crazy to do. Well, it is crazy. Like we, once we decided, (laughs) once we decided, we decided what, 10 days ago. Yeah. On my couch on a Wednesday. And we said we would end the relationship on this day. This, this is, Uh we're on Sunday now. (sighs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, cause I, when we kind of came to this resolve, we're both sitting on my couch at my house and we're looking at each other and we're just like, how do we do this? Hmm. Neither of us want to do this. What do we do? And we've had a week of all of our favorite things. We've gone Hmm. to our favorite restaurant, gone to a movie, gone on a nice walk. Yeah. Just really spent some good quality time together. Hmm. Yeah. How do you guys, uh, I don't know if you've, how much you've talked about, like just going forward too, like, you know, mm. like, I mean, boundaries or I mean that kind of stuff as far as like, you know, I'm, I'm curious because it's Loose like boundaries. Yeah, You're really coming in hot with the questions. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. Well, I'm curious because like, you know, it, I, I can see it. Like, I mean, I see that you both love each other. But you also like are also seeing <laughs> like you don't, love. you don't. I know we're still playing footsies under the table. <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, it's like going forward. It's like um, you know, moving on. I've and, been trying not to think about it. It's really yeah. hard. Yeah, I think we've kind of said we're not gonna talk. But if one of us feels like they need to talk, to call mm-hmm. and to not be embarrassed or yeah. feel bad or a burden that they're calling. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, we're each other's biggest supporters. So what do, <laughs> what do you do with that? <laughs> well, true. I mean, I think that's really, I, mm-hmm. I think that's why that, that, that question for me is really a hard question to ask is like, you know, because you guys do love each other and that you are a part of and support each other. It's like, how do you, mm-hmm. I mean, how do you, how do you do that? I mean, it would be so much easier if you were like, fuck you, Matt. I hate your guts. <laughs> well, we I'm talked out. about I'm that here. <laughs> we talked about that. It's like, we've chosen the most difficult way to break up. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like sometimes I wonder, I was like, should I, should I do something shitty to you just to, <laughs> just to give you to something to be to angry about to. to make it easier, you right. know, but yeah. like, I don't no. think either of us could do that to each other. No. Mm-hmm. But I'm so, when you said that we're the, each other's biggest supporters, I, one of the scariest things for me about ending this relationship is not knowing right. the things that go on in your life and the successes and the failures and, mm-hmm not hearing about that and not supporting you in that and i mean you can support from afar <laughs> i'm not gonna not support your things yeah um yeah 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 i guess kind of transitioning into kind of friendship i guess and that kind of thing i don't know <laughs> wow, wow. Yeah. <laughs> i know yeah uh, i know i don't know what that's gonna be like this feels like a great unknown yeah, yeah. it does i don't know what our friendship will look like <laughs> we've talked about meeting in a couple months and just like having a predetermined time and place where we both just show up mm-hmm. and have a drink. And I would like to do that. Yeah. But that also might be really hard. What if we set the time and place and one person doesn't show up? <laughs> Dope. What if they forgot? <laughs> it wasn't saved in the calendar. Uh, you can make a Facebook event. It'll show, it'll pop yeah. Up, so. <laughs> Facebook's good at reminding yeah. you. Yeah. I, no, I would like to do that. Yeah. I think that that would be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Enjoy. I enjoy doing hard things with you. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's been amazing to hear you guys talk about this. This is mm-hmm. really weird and yeah. awesome. I think, thanks for moderating. <laughs> no, that's that, so that weird. I, this is intimidating to, yeah. to be here with. It's just kind yeah. of... Yeah. Uh, I'm good at getting other people to talk about their feelings. I'm not usually <laughs> so good about talking about them myself, which you is did funny. A great job, yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. That's not true at all. You're really good <laughs> at talking about your feelings. <laughs> here and there. Here and there. Yeah. Depends on the feeling. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hmm. Was there anything you guys want to leave uh, or leave everybody with, or anything we haven't really jumped into that you think might be? No, you did a good job an- asking a lot of questions. Yeah, yeah. I think. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well. well thank yeah. you both. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For being such an important part of my life. Mm-hmm. And for being willing to talk about it. Yeah. 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 Anytime. Well, thank you guys for uh, for listening on this, and uh, uh, thank you, Matt and Natalie. That was pretty pretty awesome to hear you guys share. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we'll have another one in a couple of weeks. Uh, this is Matt and Michael and Shores of Ignorance. Thanks. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, we do have David Ramirez coming up next too. So. That's a good one. That's right. (laughs) Anyways, uh, (laughs) thank you guys.